the nonprofit MBA purpose is to provide new business insights and fresh creative ideas for executive directors and their teams that will help them improve their organization. Here is your host, Stephen Holastic. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Holastic, and I am co-founder and managing partner of Financing Solutions. Financing Solutions is the leading provider of lines of credit to nonprofits. Our line of credit program is easy, inexpensive, and costs nothing until used, making it a great cash backup plan for your nonprofit. If you'd like to learn more about the program, please visit us at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. And if you decide to apply today, we will even give you a $250 credit on file. Or feel free to give us a call at 862-207-4118. Just remember the time to set up the line of credit is today, not when you actually have an emergency that comes up. Today, I am very excited to be speaking with Erica Wastorp from A Direct Solution. Uh, And today, our topic is going to be why monthly gifts are good for donors and nonprofit organizations. Erica, welcome to the Nonprofit MBA podcast. How are you? Hi, Stephen. Welcome. I'm really excited to be here today. Well, you know, considering that it's going to be 95 degrees out and you're out in Cape Cod, I I, I am a little bit envious of you. So will you actually get outside today or no? A little bit, but yeah, I mean, I'm working, so I don't have time to go to the beach today, but yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is when you're at the beach and you live there, you can just go whenever you want. So it's no big deal. Um, Cool. You know, this is a really good topic. In fact, before we can get to it, just tell us a little bit about your background. So I'm originally from the Netherlands. I've been here now 28 years, believe it or not, uh, almost half my life. And uh, I um, I come from a uh, direct marketing background. And when I moved to this country, I started working with a nonprofit. And that's where I got basically like, you know, really excited about making a difference um, to the animals, to people. Um, so, so I worked for a nonprofit for a number of years, and then I moved to an agency working with a lot of different, uh, size organizations of all, you know, like a lot of human services organizations, public TV, public radio, animal welfare organizations all over the map. And then, uh, in 2003, I started my own business, uh, working with, uh, different size organizations, especially focused on direct mail, email and monthly giving. So, uh, and then in 2012, I wrote a book on monthly giving called monthly giving the sleeping giant. And I've been, you know, promoting monthly giving since I've seen the power. I was in charge of a monthly giving program. So, so I, uh, I'm absolutely hooked on, uh, on the importance. And if COVID has taught us anything, is the importance of having that uh, that ongoing revenue come into your nonprofit so that you can keep the lights on, that you can keep taking care of the animals and the clients and the patients and 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 the individuals that you that you serve. So, so I absolutely absolutely love monthly giving, and I actually wrote a second book uh, called Monthly Giving Made Easy that came out in May of uh, of twenty twenty one. So, yeah, you know. Um, so, so, I'll let our listeners uh, into something, know, know something that on the business in in the business side of business, you know, mm-hmm. financing solution provides lines of credit to nonprofits and small businesses. So you know, we're kind of in both sides. We see what's going on, but in the last several years, you know, there's this 
type of business that's been just hot for, and it's called SaaS, software as a service model. And the reason why it's so hot is because clients pay monthly Mm -hmm. for the service. So instead of, you know, the old adage was here, you're going to buy software and it's going to cost you $5,000 for the software. Well, now it's, you know, you're going to buy a subscription to the software and it's $150 a month. Mm -hmm. And it's not only do the clients love it, you know, of people using it, but so does the companies because you have this reoccurring revenue streams. And it's been shown that once people have a subscription to something, think Netflix, mm-hmm. they don't cancel it. Right. 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 And, and so it's, it's really helpful. Um, <clears throat> but I would, I, I'll give you an example of something that happened recently to me during the pandemic. I, I donate a lot of money to, ch- uh, to non, or charities, nonprofits. And there was this one charity that I was giving a subscription to every single month. And, uh, you know, during COVID, I started to look at all the ones that were donating to that maybe potentially shift the money that was going around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, I was donating, it was quite a bit of money every month. And I did that on purpose because I knew that it helped them with cash flow, mm-hmm. the organization. But I hadn't heard from them in two years. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, I don't even know if they're really using the money that much anymore. So I canceled the subscription. You know, what's interesting was not only did I not hear from them for two years prior, mm-hmm. but even after I canceled, I didn't hear from them as well. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah. That's so, really bad. Yeah. You know, no, now, maybe they, they uh, just didn't want to be intrusive, but uh, – I don't think that really is it, but yeah. you know, they didn't read my book. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> they did not read my book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, but they're, they're you know moving to a monthly subscription model. Yeah, uh, there are other important variables that a nonprofit has to do in order to you know make sure that someone feels that they're getting value. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, so so I think I think maybe this organization was sort of like thinking of the old way that you know it used to be that you know once somebody becomes a monthly donor you kind of like tread really lightly you don't want to over communicate you know so um, because you think that the donor did that to make it easy on themselves and not want to hear from them right. Um, now it's like, you know, monthly donors are invested in the organization. They're committed to your organization. They care. They care so much that they make a, you know, a small to substantial amount every month and they want to hear from you. They want to know how their gifts are making a difference, right? So, and in general fundraising, like the re- the biggest reason why people stop giving is because you don't tell them how their gifts are making a difference, right? And that's no different when it comes to uh, subscription giving really right so uh so i think that's the that that's the the big shift that i think a lot of people had to had to go through especially over the past uh past few years and you know my recommendation is unless a donor tells you that they do not want to hear from you or they want to have limited communications with you 
you need to make sure that you still engage them in a special way. Yeah. Um, so absolutely, you know, and, and it, it is so easy to do that. Right. So it's so easy to, uh, you know, you can send them an email, you can send them a video. And as long as you say, continue to say, thank you for your monthly gift. Thank you for your continued support. Um, that is, is totally fine. You know, so, so I think that's like the, the sort of the mind shift a little bit that has happened over the past few years, especially uh, when it comes to monthly gifts. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've had some really, uh, I always have great guests on and uh, I had one guest um, that, that there were three different guests that I had that really relates to this topic. And the first one was uh, a guest uh, from Australia mm-hmm. that made this software, not a, not a uh, small company, uh, mm-hmm. but they make this software. Their, their name is Bongiorno, and the it made it really really easy to take videos, yes, to upload it, yes, so that to show that you can tell mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great for and, and yeah. not Bongiorno. Yeah, I yeah. I actually I get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. so that that was really good. And then I had another guest who uh, makes and I forgot the name of their software. I I. I'll have to go back and look at it. Not now, but, um, but they make CRM customer relation management software for nonprofits. And the thing that was really good about them is that you can pick, you know, it, uh, the amount of how much you want to communicate uh, with. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought that, that was really good because the third guest I had talked about, you should set up a, a, a profile of, Based on how much money someone donates, how many times they should be communicated with and in what format. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really smart too. So if you have someone who's donating, you know, $30,000 a year, mm-hmm. they shouldn't be getting a weekly, you know, uh, the, the same weekly uh, email that maybe someone who's donating you know, 10 30, bucks. 30, to, mm-hmm. 10 bucks. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm exaggerating, but yeah. Um, sure. So I, I thought that the, all those three things combined made mm-hmm. a lot of sense, especially with today's topic of, of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, monthly gifts. Um, what do you think about all that? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it ultimately like the way I look at it, it's like, you know, you really want to ask the donor, you know, if you have a $30,000 donor, you want to ask them like, Hey, how would you like to hear from us? Right. So, uh, so, so there's this trend right now. I don't know if you've heard of a connection survey. Mm-mm. So it's a way to reach out to a donor um, and and ask him some, ask him or her some questions. And in that you can, you know, basically ask them, some of their values and why they're donating to you. You can ask them why they're giving monthly, for example, if they are a monthly donor and you can ask them if they want to leave you in their will in certain, there's a couple of ways that you can ask the question, right? And those um, are really great in uncovering what the donor really uh, cares about, right? And, and, and again, also how often they want to hear from you. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, monthly donors, a lot of times they, as I mentioned, they are invested in your organization and, and I've done, you know, like, uh, I know a lot of times, uh, uh, you know, in, in most cases, organizations need to set up a, like a special segment in their database, number one, right. And then also a special group in their email, 
um, program. And um, so that way they can track how are they opening? How are they clicking? And um, from some of the research I've done with some of my clients, I see that monthly donors tend to open sometimes even as I double the rate from other donors uh-huh. and they tend to click through sometimes at double the rate from other donors. Right. So again, when you send them something, they want to, they want to know what it is. And, and again, and they're also going to make some additional gifts, especially on giving days or giving Tuesdays, you know, uh, year end appeals. So they're um, on average about six and a half percent of donors of monthly donors make at least one extra gift a year. And then 12% of them is interested in upgrading their monthly gift as well. So, so again, the old thinking was like, well, we don't want to touch them. We don't want to, you know, alienate them. So we're going to be very careful asking for an upgrade. Well, the reality is everything's getting more expensive, right? So, uh, and, and, you know, so you want to basically tell the donor how they can continue to make a difference. And a small monthly upgrade may, may be something they can do, right? Um, so I think that there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, potential there, but it's all about like reaching out and, uh, you know, a small organization that I work with, they, they had about 15 monthly donors when they started and, uh, we're at 45 now. So we're really excited. We're really growing that. Right. And, um, one of the first things they did was reach out to their monthly donors and, and send a thank you note. And then ask them, like, can you share why you're giving monthly? And they got some wonderful testimonials back mm-hmm. that then they can reach out to other potential monthly donors with, right? So, uh, and again, it was a great start of the communication, um, you know, with them to say, hey, you know, like, thank you and why are you giving monthly? And and would you like to share that? And, you know, and then again, you can open up that conversation saying, how would you like to hear from us? What would you like to see more of? Um, so. So there's lots, there's lots of potentials. And I think that the biggest thing is like donors cannot read minds, right? We wish they could, we think they could, you know, and again, if, if COVID has shown us anything is that people were like worried about like donors didn't want to help. And the reality is like, if we see all the studies, we see all the stats, donors wanted to help and they came out in droves and they gave a lot of money in 2020 to support the organization that they care about. Right. So, uh, so yeah, but donors can't read minds. So we have to tell them, we have to ask them. Uh, how, you know, how would they like to be communicated with? Um, now, you you wrote a book on this subject matter. Two books actually now, yeah. Okay, yeah. on mm-hmm. it, and, it, it, and it's on monthly donors, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, what's the name of the book, by the way? So the first book was Monthly Giving the Sleeping Giant, and that came out in 2012. And that basically talks about all of the different type of channels that you can use um, and how you can organize monthly giving. Um, some of the even talks a little bit about some of your organizational structure and how best to communicate internally in, uh, in your organization. Uh, it was probably more focused on bigger organizations because uh, a lot of them weren't, um, you know, weren't really focusing on monthly gifts either. Um, and then my next book uh, that came out in uh, May of 2021 called Monthly Giving Made Easy is focused on any size nonprofit. And you can literally like, you know, look in the table of contents and and go to a page and say, oh, okay, I can do that. Add an extra button in an email put it in an e-news, you know, like mention it in your newsletter, you know, so, so 
literally like you can just pick and choose and say, oh, I haven't done that. Let me try that. I haven't done that. Let me try that. You know, so and it doesn't cost you much money at all. It's just a little bit of time to add it to uh, to the mix. So give so, me so give me the case for some. Let's, let's say uh, we have an organization right now, nonprofit listener, uh, executive director who's listening and they either very they do either no monthly donor subscription type mm-hmm. scenarios or they or they don't really emphasize it. Mm-hmm. Give me the case for from from a financial standpoint why you should do it. So from a financial standpoint is monthly donors give more money. So that's a really important one. Um on average like two to three times, sometimes even five times more money. So if you look at the the fact that the average monthly gift right now in the industry is $25 a month, that's $300 a year. If you look at the fact that the average one-time gift in the mail is about $58, the average one-time gift online is $111. So you've just quintupled, quadrupled, tripled the value of your donor by making them go to a monthly gift. So that's one. The other thing is they retain at higher levels. Average retention rate for donors right now is is about 43%. Monthly gifts retain at 90 to 95%. So you've just doubled the donor retention rate. They're going to give you much more money over the next couple of years. They're going to stay with you for a very long time. uh, And they're going to leave you, they're more likely to leave you in their will. So they make small gifts now. They're committed. If you keep them, you know, happy, they're going to leave you in their will. So, uh, and then that's going to be even more money down the road. Not to mention the fact that just because they give $25 a month doesn't mean that you can't upgrade them to higher levels, right? I mean, uh, our son uh, went to a college in uh, in Tennessee and uh, one, a $5 a month alum left a $10 million gift. So again, you know, obviously it took like 30 years, but still it's definitely, uh, there was definitely potential there. So well, why wouldn't nonprofits adapt? Why wouldn't they go into the subscription model already? I I don't know. Um, I mean, it really doesn't take any money anymore. The tools are there. I mean, every single online giving page has recurring gifts added to it. Every donor base is able to accommodate it. Um, it it's a little bit of time. And I know, you know, obviously, like a lot of people, they're busy with events, right? So, um, but, you know, I mean, if you look at the uh, some of the bigger organizations that changed, um, and again, like one of the examples is like, I know a lot of people like, well, Charity Water is great, Charity Water, right? You know, like everybody would like to kind of mirror themselves to Charity Water. Well, one of the things that they specifically did is in 2015, they said, you know what, we're going to not worry about those one-time gifts and the events that's like so labor-intensive and resource-intensive. We're going to really focus on monthly gifts. And oh boy, did that make a difference, right? So um, so they, they really changed their mindset to say, okay, it's all about long-term revenue. It's all about bringing in uh, donors that are going to stay with us for a very long time that are going to make these these gifts that are going to help us with our cash flow, right? 
that that was a different change. They stopped doing being busy with all of those events and then, you know, said, look, we're, we're really going to focus on what can we do? Um, so I think that it's a, it's a mindset. Um, and the reality is those organizations that have that mindset of going for a monthly gift, they're going to succeed. They're going to write down their goals. They're going to make those goals. And again, this little organization that I started working with, I mean, they're already at, like, they've already tripled their number of monthly donors, right? So, you know, going from 15 monthly donors at 300 bucks a year to 45 at 300 bucks a year, right? It all adds up, right? But sometimes I think they don't necessarily realize how much money it's worth, right? Um, and especially for organizations like educational or, health healthcare, you know, hospital foundations who have historically always focused on major gifts. And that's where the big money is. Well, again, these small donors, there's a lot more of them. And again, this is a way to get them to higher levels, but it's not been like, oh, well, you know, like I'm making, I'm getting a million dollar gift here. And they're forgetting that some of these smaller donors are, are out there uh, that can also make a substantial ongoing uh, revenue uh, source for them. Um, And I think, you know, again, I'm from the Netherlands. We were, you know, like people gave from their bank account. I mean, credit cards was like something that came later, you know, so bank account giving was much more popular and small gifts were very popular and ongoing subscription gifts were very popular, you know, in, in, in many, many European countries well before it came to the U S. So, um, but I think, again, we're in, you know, Australia, Canada, they've been uh, ahead of, uh, of the U S as well in that, uh, in that regard. So, yeah, so let's take a case study. Let's take uh, one of your clients mm-hmm. that is smaller, a smaller nonprofit. Um, that maybe you know, think of think of one that wasn't doing any subscription monthly mm-hmm. donor model, mm-hmm. or you know, very little. Mm-hmm. And and then you know, th- let's pick one that's successful. Um, yeah. I'm sure they all are anyway. So, yeah. but let's p- pick one that's successful. Uh, tell us the you know, what they went through. So, uh, you know, how did they reach out to you? So, well, so how did it, well, I mean, you know, I, I, I blog a lot and I present a lot. So they, they know me as one of the people in the industry that focuses on monthly gifts. So they reach out and, and again, I, I get a lot of emails like asking a question here or there. Uh, and I don't typically charge for that. Uh, right. So, but, they they reached out and said, uh, "Hey, you know, like we're uh, we're looking for somebody who is willing to help us with our uh, monthly giving program, and in some cases also with their direct mail program that goes hand in hand." Um, and you know, and then we start talking, and I have a bunch of questions to say. Well, what have you done um, to get to the stage? How many monthly donors do you have now? Uh, what's your average gift? And uh, and you know, like. Uh, this this organization I mentioned earlier they uh, they started with fifteen and again they 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 said well we really want to focus on that this year especially coming out of COVID and we think that we can do a lot ourselves but we need a little bit of coaching right so I can coach them or I can help them do the whole thing so so I with this organization I coach them and you know again I said well all right let's see where you are write it down and then let's establish a goal uh, and then 
let's look at your communication schedule. What are you sending to your donors? How often are you sending something to your donors? Where can we add in the opportunities for donors to become a monthly donor? And and so we, we added a button on the homepage. They didn't have that. So now it has a button that says donate now and give monthly. And then we added a button in their emails. Every email, they have a button like say, give, donate now, give monthly, right? So, um, and then we added a little tick box on a reply form in their appeal. They're doing like three appeals a year. So, so those are just a couple of little things that don't cause anything that are starting to help. So that's how they got to the 45. Mm. in just a couple of months, yeah. right? By just, you know, and now uh, we're working on a, a sustainer campaign for the summer where we're really trying to uh, to actually like grow and, and find 30 new monthly donors yeah. in, you know, just like over over the summer. So that's uh, like probably four or five emails in total. Where, where, which uh, out of all the things they had done, they got from 15 to 45, mm-hmm. um, statistically, you know, it's, you know, they yeah, may not be able to tripling. say this yet, but yeah, tri- tripling it. Um, where did they get the biggest bang bang for them? It was an extra button in every email. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Um, so, boy, you know, I could just see why it's such it's so advantageous for someone to bring you on because, you know, honestly, it's not so much about the ideas, which I'm sure you know that's really valuable. It's just accountability. Mm-hmm. It's to make sure that everything gets done. Absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head. I mean, and one of the, you know, again, I work with some bigger organizations too, and I've seen problems happen because nobody felt in charge. Nobody felt responsible, right? And, you know, one of my first recommendations is always like create, you know, assign a driver of this program, assign somebody who's going to be in charge of it and who's going to move it forward. And it doesn't mean that that person has to do everything themselves. They can outsource things or delegate things, but that person has to really track and say, okay, we're here, we're here, we're here, right? Um, so, you know, and and again, sometimes it's, it's you know, uh, it depends obviously on how trained the people are that work in nonprofits, you know, like sometimes they're small shops, right? So the executive director is maybe really good in programs, but they're not a trained fundraiser. So they, you know, and again, it's like there's so much out there. So they probably haven't necessarily heard about this yet, right? So um, I was I started working with an organization uh, a year and a half ago, and they had worked with an agency. Um, it's kind of a sad story. Like they worked with an agency, and they had done a lot of direct mail. And you know how many monthly donors they had? How many? Fifty. Uh-huh. They had almost a million names oh. in the database, right? Wow. 50 monthly donors. And I said, how come you never, you know, you don't have more of these? And they said, well, our agency never told us about it. Wow. Wow. And I'm like, oh my God, that's sad. So now there are 350, right? Wow. So uh, with a very low key, you know, like a button in the emails, you know, and, and a few emails here or there to, um, to reach out to their, uh, to their email list. So, it's like, yeah, so sometimes it's it's just ignorance a little bit or just not knowing. Um, so I think that's that's a big part of that, obviously, as well. So well, How long do you think – when did uh, monthly uh, giving in the United States kind of start taking hold? Hmm. 
You know, that's a good question. I would say, I mean, I, again, I moved to this country in 1993 and I took on a monthly giving program uh, for an organization and it had come from Canada. So they had started it like in 1990. I know face-to-face fundraising uh, came from Europe, from Greenpeace and you know, it was or early 90s. Um, but, you know, sponsorships, child sponsorships, those started like probably even longer before that, right? So, uh, so I think it kind of like, you know, started with child sponsorships in some of those, uh, you know, development, you know, uh, developing uh, nonprofits, and uh, and then it moved on to to monthly giving. Um, but I mean, like the banks were, you know, ready for it, like in the eighties, early nineties, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Have you had a a client that wasn't successful? Um, I've had clients that didn't grow as much as I would have liked them to do that. But it was, again, because they changed their focus. So they might have been really gung-ho for like a couple of months. And then they got like either they moved or they, they, you know, they, they left or, um, or they all of a sudden were put in charge of like something else. And now they had to run a lot of events and, you know, things like that. So it was more like a, a timing, you know, like having the time uh, or the focus that, um, that was refocused by somebody else in, in the organization a lot of times. So, you know, you, we alluded to it or you alluded to it before, but let's, let's talk about it. I, the, there are uh, times when an executive director is much better at, you said programs, that's that mm-hmm. the key word, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not really, they don't love the fun, fun, you know, no one really loves the fundraising. Yeah. You know, some people yeah. do. Um, yeah. And, um, and they don't, they're not good at the fundraising part of it. You know, the monthly subscription model, you know, if you have like a, a director of fundraising who mm-hmm. is really, you know, good at the events, they're yeah. the extrovert, they're great at that type of stuff. You know, usually those type of people aren't really detailed. Well, mm-hmm. really you know, the, you could say the executive director would take over the role of this project of the monthly donor because it doesn't require you to, Mm -hmm. you know, be an extroverted type of person, right? It does not. No. Yeah. Mm -mm. I mean, do you see that model often or do you see that model every once in a while where, where the person that you have uh, taking care of the monthly donor program uh, is, is kind of better at that type of role? I mean, it's, it's definitely a very much like more like an operations type role. So, uh, yeah, so more introvert back, back office. So, I mean, I think the executive director could assign like, you know, even a part-time, uh, assistant, as long as that assistant is like detail oriented and focused on it. Right. So yes, um, it, it's, it doesn't require you to meet with donors and, you know, so, uh, it's, it's much more something that you can do at, a time that's convenient to you, you know, so. um, I definitely think like with your help, honestly, I think you could delegate this Mm -hmm. to somebody that you think is capable in your organization that maybe is a little younger, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not as experienced. I meant Mm inexperienced. And, you know, you know, and it would probably make somebody really happy. And then also maybe you could groom that person into a fundraising Mm -hmm. role. 
mm-hmm. because they're getting this experience and, and underneath. And you know, listen, I I know within my own company, you know, I my s- staff wants to learn. They want to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've hired the right people, right, they want to yeah. learn. Right. And they want to mix it up. And they, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they're tired of doing the same type of work that they've done it mm-hmm. over and over again. So, mm-hmm. you know, I could see where this would be kind of exciting. And there's some right. creativity to it. Yeah. Um, right. It's, uh, you know, I, I like the idea, too, that's very measurable. Absolutely. And I think that's a, that's the thing too, is like sometimes we fundraisers tend to be sort of their own worst enemies, right? So in one of the things I always recommend is like celebrate the successes. So in other words, like, hey, okay, so take a moment like once a month and say, hey, how many monthly loans do we have? And what's it worth on an annual basis, right? And you're like, whoa, this is great, right? So, hey, we just brought in five new ones and this is how much it's worth, right? So, it's, so I think you need to kind of like set those those little successes to your point, the measurable, the measurability. And I think the other thing is like, you can generate monthly donors through social media, which is fun, right? And digital ads and, you know, all of that stuff. So, so it's like really exciting. And, um, you know, it's the only difference is you're not asking for a one-time gift. You're asking somebody to, to give a monthly gift, right? To, to do a subscription and younger donors really love it. Yeah. They're, they're, on their phone. I mean, you know, again, you can do it at any time. They're on the phone. They have subscriptions, you know, so they're comfortable using, giving their bank account information even better, right? So if you can get them to give by electronic funds transfer, ACH, direct debit, fabulous, right? So, um, and that's, you know, a, a trend right now. Uh, and again, you can use Google Pay and Apple Pay and PayPal. I mean, you know, all of those different ways that you can make a monthly gift, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, so digital wallets work as well. So well, keep in mind this way. I mean, I know I'm going to state the obvious, but would you rather donate $500 this year or one time, mm-hmm. or would you rather donate um, $50 a month? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, it's an easier yep. sell. Yes. Right. Fifty dollars yes. a month. And then the fact is, we, we already know statistically that the person who donates fifty dollars a month, and I don't know how you you would word it, but they're going to donate. You said fifty. Well, fifty eight. Was it forty eight percent more, or was it six times more? What was this? It's forty. You know, it's like two to three times more money. Yeah. 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 And then they're going to leave you in their will six times. They're six times more likely to leave you in their will. Yeah. And they are six, six and a half percent of multi-donors give another gift. So, so you might still get another hundred dollars or even a $250 check from them if you ask them at the end of the year. Right. So, so just because they give now 50 bucks a month doesn't mean that you can't, you know, that they're not going to do any, uh, anything else. So. Um, so definitely, and it, it's especially like focus on those small donors, right? Those smaller, like those under $250 check writers. That's your prime target audience, which is probably where you have the bulk of. You probably have most of those donors in that category. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, listen, it's a great topic as usual. I mean, on the like a nonprofit MBA podcast, I mean, I just have said this before, and that is, if you just listen to all the guests that we've had, um, you know, like this is like the 46th or 47th episode, you are just going to be a cranking uh, nonprofit. You know, mm-hmm. it's really, you know, and Erica, this is a really good uh, topic. It's mm-hmm. very important. 
Um, I know that a lot of nonprofits, they kind of have a lot going on and yeah. it's hard to say, okay, well, let's add another one to our yes. agenda, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And I guess I think that the one of the key things, like you said, is maybe to delegate it to give it to yeah. somebody else, right? Yeah. And and one of my things is like, you know, I love this like monthly donor Monday. So take one hour every Monday and see, you know, add that button in your next email, right? Create, write an email, like look at your social media and see what if you can do some posts that direct them to the monthly giving page, right? So, so you can do a lot in one hour a week as a starting point. Um, and then you'll see the results and you want to do more of it, right? So, uh, so I think that's, that's the, you know, one of my tips for today is like, don't, you know, don't, you know, it's not, it's, there's not a lot of heavy lifting anymore. Um, so, I mean, when I started monthly giving, it was only mail and phone. Now it's like email and, and social media are the, the, the key drivers for monthly gifts. Yeah. All good stuff. Yeah. That's all the time we have for today. Um, I'd like to thank so very much Erica Wasdorp from uh, Direct Solution for coming on today's podcast. If you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. If you liked today's podcast, please give us a review on your podcasting app, only if it's positive, of course, (laughs) and uh, to help us get the word out. And of course, if you're looking for a line of credit for your nonprofit, you can call us at 862-207-4118. Or visit our website at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. Erica, if people want to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, send me an email, Erica, E-R-I-C-A, at adirectsolution.com. And check out my website for lots of great free resources. Subscribe to my email. I send one email a week with like a list of the 10 like uh, sources for, you know, updates on, on monthly giving, especially. So quick reads. And uh, so it's adirectsolution.com. So that's adirectsolution.com. Easy to remember. Good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Very good. Thanks, Erica. Thanks, Stephen. So I want to thank all our listeners out there. It's been a tough year for everybody, but we all appreciate all the work that you're all doing. Please um, keep doing what you're doing. The world needs it. We all need to be better people. And, uh, and so thank you for all the work that you do. Everybody have a fantastic day.